Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. This is the podcast to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Over $1 billion are spent annually on remedial college classes that don't even count toward a major. In this episode, we'll take a look at zero-level classes. We'll answer what they are, why you would have to take them, and how you can avoid them. This is one that you do not want to have to do. You do not want to have to take zero-level classes, and it's important that you understand what they are and why you may have to take them, and so you have time to prepare and make sure you don't have to take these. So. This episode is going to be an important one, uh, so you can avoid those. I've been traveling a bunch, giving a lot of classes, and things are going pretty well at the schools. It seems the, the feedback I'm getting from the administrators is that we're kind of in a groove now, and schools are kind of figuring it out, the way they're going to handle things, and everybody kind of just gets it. It was, it was interesting. I was at a workshop this week, and they, the students were all spaced out, social distanced, whatever. And then they said, okay, as long as you're in your seat, you can take your mask off during the class. You don't have to have it on since you're all social distanced. And it was interesting because probably over half the class, they kept their masks on, which really surprised me. But I think it just kind of goes to everybody just kind of gets it now. It's just like what we do. We wear masks if we need to. And it uh, anyway, it just kind of is interesting how we've really gotten into grooves. So anyway, I just, uh, I'm excited to be able to go do classes and work with a bunch of students and that we've been having a lot of schools that are letting students from other schools come in now, which was not happening before. So I'm really excited about that. And that just means there's a lot of opportunities uh, now for you to get to my class if I'm going to be around you. So you can find all that on calendar.chadcargill.com. All right. So let's get into zero level classes. Now, according to uh, study.com and education reform now, approximately one in four college freshmen had to enroll in what's called a remedial course during the first year of college. Now, looking at the total cost of these remedial classes, including private, public, community, the remedial class enrollment is costing around $1.5 billion a year. So what is this remedial class? What's, what, what do we mean by remedial class? A remedial class is often referred to as a zero-level course. A zero-level course in college would be identified by the first number in the course. So you might hear 0123 math. Well, 0123 math would be the remedial math course. And that course is a class you would take before you would take the first math course that could apply to a major. So remedial math courses are courses that cannot be applied to a degree. Now they do count for full-time enrollment status. So a zero level course does count toward your hours. So 0123 would be a three hour course, but zero level. That zero-level course would count toward NCAA athletic eligibility if taken during the student's freshman year. 
it would count again toward you being a full-time student at that college. But the course itself would not count. It would not count toward a major or toward anything. And I'll talk about a little more of that in just a minute. Now, a lot of information I'm going to give today on this episode, I've pulled just from, and again, I have a lot of listeners here in Oklahoma uh, where I'm at. So I just pulled some information off of uh, Oklahoma State and OU, just kind of what they're saying or our state regents. And you need to look at what your colleges that you might be interested in are saying. But according to our state regents policy here, curricular and performance deficiencies must be remediated within the first 24 hours of your college credit. This is important because if you go to college and you say, you know what, I have to take that remedial math, that 0123 math, but I hate math. Oh, I don't want anything to do with math. And so you take a bunch of other courses, you're like, okay, I'll worry about math later. And you get to 24 hours, you're in trouble because our state regents policy says it must be remediated in your first 24 hours of college credit. All right, so a zero level course then, a remedial course, you will pay for the class, you'll go to class, you will have to buy the book, you'll do homework, you'll take tests, you'll get grades, and in the end, the course will not count towards your major, the grade you get will not even factor into your GPA, so it literally is for nothing, but you must pass it in order to be able to take a real class that actually counts. Now, when I say it counts, it means nothing or it counts for nothing. Sometimes people will correct me on that when I have this discussion and people will say, hey, no, it really does matter because some students just aren't ready for the first math class or the first English class. And so they'll say, you know, um, these students really are, you know, it's helping them that they're taking this class that doesn't count because that helps them prepare. I get that argument, but I don't want you to have to do that. I want you to be prepared so you don't have to take a zero level class. I don't want you wasting your time and money in college. College is too expensive. It drives me crazy. This whole college thing, it's just nuts. And the last thing I want you to do is pay them extra money and have to go to class and buy books. The books are ridiculous. Then you're probably going to take online classes. And guess what? The online classes, you're probably going to have to pay fees just to take the test. It's unbelievable to me that my two oldest are having to pay special fees every time they take an online test. I'm like, my gosh, why don't you just let them back in the classroom and you can hand them a piece of paper like we used to? But no, they got to pay even more fees. So I don't want you paying these fees. I don't want you to have to take that class. Now, let's talk about a little bit of the details. Some colleges use ACT scores to determine if a student has to take the zero-level class. And some of you are like, well, how do I know if I have to take that? For some, it will be a 19. If you get a 19 in your math section on the ACT, you wouldn't have to take it. Or if you get a 19 in English, you wouldn't have to take it. So some use the subscore of that section Uh, off of an ACT. And usually they'll use, out of all the ACTs you take, you just have to make that score on at least one of them. It doesn't matter if that was the one with your high composite. Now, other schools will not use the ACT as that criteria. 
For others, it will be a placement test that students take before they enroll. I'm going to go back to Oklahoma State here. Freshman students receive recommendations regarding the need for remediation through the Entry Level Assessment Report, ELPA, provided when they enroll for their first semester. Remediation will normally take place during the first year on campus, again, preferably during the first semester. Here's the way Oklahoma State does it. They give a math placement exam. So here's what they say. Prior to enrolling in an OSU math class, you will need to complete the math placement exam to ensure you have the best opportunity to succeed in your first math course. Incoming students should complete math placement after March 1st. So they're referring to your senior year here. After March 1st of your senior year of high school, you should take this. And it says it is recommended at least one week prior to your scheduled orientation program in order to enroll in math for your first semester. So to interpret this, they're saying that when you have your scheduled orientation program, that is the week that you are going to enroll in your first semester of classes at Oklahoma State. Well, if you don't have that math placement test score, then they're not going to let you enroll in a math class because you have to take that first. So if you show up to orientation and then you're ready to go enroll, you'll be like, oh, I don't I don't have that. Math placement, they're going to say, yeah, you got to take that math placement test before you can enroll in this. So that's going to put you behind a little bit. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we get that test beforehand if we were going to a school like Oklahoma State, who does this? The point is, I know I'm speaking to Oklahoma State, but whatever school you're interested in attending, I mean, you start narrowing this down your senior year, you need to look at this. Get online, look at their requirements, figure out how do I get placed in my first classes? How do I avoid their zero level classes? And they may have placement exams. So if you can get those taken care of beforehand, you're going to be in great shape. Whatever school, again, whatever school you're, you're leaning toward, whatever you need to talk to that admissions counselor and you need to make sure that you're reading online for what the requirements are. Now there are exceptions to student for where students may not have to take these placement exams. Oklahoma State has a few of them, for example, on this math one. The first example, if you've already taken a college-level math course, maybe that was a concurrent or whatever, and you had a grade of C or better, you don't have to take it. If you passed an AP test or a CLEP test, you won't have to take it. Now, you need to go back and listen to my episode on CLEP test. That's an important one. Every student should be taking CLEP tests. And there are, there are just amazing opportunities for you to get a lot of hours. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. Just go to podcast.chatcargo.com and you'll see all of my episodes there. And the CLEP test one is a great one. But you wouldn't have to take this placement test if you already had that because that shows proficiency in those subjects that do count towards your major and you have them on the transcript. Now, not every college will call it the same thing. Some use different terms for this. OU, for example, they call it developmental studies. They define it like this. The developmental studies program was developed to help students who do not meet the university's minimum mathematics, reading, and English requirements. The typical student is either a returning student who needs a refresher in mathematics, English, or reading before tackling college-level courses, or a traditional student who does not have a strong foundation in high school mathematics, English, or reading. So they offer developmental English, developmental reading, developmental math. Uh, This is going to be pretty consistent. Zero-level courses carry load credit only. They count toward your full-time status, including financial aid and other aspects of student life. 
but again, they do not satisfy any degree requirements or count in GPA calculations. Developmental study classes have to be passed with a C or higher to count before they will let you enroll in a regular class. So I think you will find that's probably pretty consistent among different colleges, but different colleges will use different terms or have some different minimum requirements or standards. So you just need to check into that. So we've identified what zero level classes are. We've identified who will have to take them. But now let's talk specifically about how to avoid them. Well, there's a lot of ways you can avoid them. And the number one way you can avoid having to take zero level classes is to take hard classes in high school. Now, I know if you listen to my catalog of episodes, and I've got almost a year of episodes out there now, and if you listen to my catalog of episodes, you're going to go, my gosh, he says the same things a lot. And yes, I do. I say take hard classes a lot. I think I said it on last week's episode too. Take hard classes. If you take hard classes, you're going to be exposed to a lot of math, a lot of English, a lot of reading, a lot of science, and you're going to have a much better chance of scoring higher on these placement test or on these ACT subscores, and you probably will be able to pass some of these CLEPs or APs or whatever. Take hard classes. I'm begging you, man. Don't shy away from them. Take that chemistry. It matters. Take that math class. Yes, I know you hate math. Take it. Take hard classes. Number two, take an English, math, and science class your senior year. I know, I know, I know you want to have a happy senior year. I get it. I know. Oh, I just want to have this great senior year. Oh, yeah, I know. But then you're the one that's going to have to take the zero level class. And then I'm like, my gosh, you got to drive to class every day. You got to do the homework. You got to buy the book. You got to get the grade. It doesn't even count. And you had to pay for that class. Oh, my gosh. Listen, man, take that math class your senior year of high school. Just do it. It's going to be worth it in the end. And you're going to save all that money. Take that math class. And I know some people really, you know, they get criticized for saying, hey, you should take four units of English, four units of math, four units of science. But really, if your goal is to have high ACT scores and to, you know, get into college and be successful, you really should. You need to take those fourth units. And I know it, you know, electives are really important and I love all that. And I was, I was about that too, but man, you've got to take that math class, science class, English class, your senior year. Definitely do it. Now, the third thing you should do if you want to avoid zero-level classes is you, you must review that early stuff. So the stuff you did your freshman and sophomore year, you got to review it. See, a lot of people are like, well, no, I, it, I, it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, you know, I'm in trig right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, you got to make sure you know your algebra one again, your algebra two. You got to make sure you know those basic things. You Maybe you're in your senior English right now and you're doing a bunch of writing and creative writing and reading literature. Well, listen, we got to go back and make sure we know how to use the dash. We got to make sure, remember that several, few, both, and many are always plural. We need to remember that basic stuff. So you've got to review it. Now you can do that a lot of different ways. A great way to do that is my workshop, obviously. That's one of the key things about my workshop is I'm going to go through in a very short amount of time and we're going to review all those key things to make sure it's fresh in your mind. So that's a great way to do it. 
You can avoid zero-level classes by taking hard classes in high school, making sure you're getting those fourth units your senior year, taking a workshop like mine or doing some kind of review like that. And then the fourth is you've got to sure up weakness areas by studying potentially out of a prep book. You do not have to use my book. Check with your counseling office, your library, your bookstore. Check out a book, get a book. If you want to use mine, that's great. You can buy my book, whatever. You can do it any way you want. You can go to chadcargo.com and get my book. But here's all you do. You take the book and you've got to practice your weakness areas. Maybe you're like, well, look, I, I, who, oh man, who and whom? Or maybe midpoint formula is difficult for you. So like what I did in my book, I wrote it in a lesson format. Actually, when I, when I first developed the book, I wrote it as a textbook that could be used in a, in a high school semester ACT prep class. And then I wrote it also as a student who could work lessons to completely master key content areas of ACT. And so if you want midpoint formula, for example, you turn to those, you turn to that lesson, you find the rules, you find an explanation, you find the formulas, then you find some example problems explaining the two ways it would be asked. And then you find a page of exercises where you're actually working a variety of midpoint questions. And you'll find both types where you have an endpoint, endpoint, find the midpoint, or an endpoint, midpoint, find the missing end, the two ways it can be asked on an ACT. But the great thing is at the back of the math section, and there's about 130 pages of math problems, but at the back of the math section, I worked every problem for you and I typed out my steps. And I did that so you could see why you got it right or wrong. So, and again, it doesn't have to be my book. Whatever book you're using, whatever you're studying with, when you're trying to sure up those weakness areas, you must look at the explanations. Why did I miss it? And so if you want to avoid zero level classes, you can prepare for these placement tests. And one thing you can do is go through some kind of review, whether it's a workshop or something, uh, just a general review through a book, whatever. And then you can actually just study some of those weakness areas and make sure you're really solid in those. Podcast episode 33, just go to podcast.checker.com forward slash 33 was the episode I did on how to effectively practice for the ACT. A lot of those concepts will apply for these placement tests and avoiding zero level classes. Now I'm going to have all of this in the show notes. So you can go to podcast.checker.com Uh, Go to this episode and it will be in the show notes. This is episode 48 and you will find all of this. I've got a lot of details uh, that I put in here off of the Oklahoma State and OU website in particular. Uh, There's more than what I uh, read on this episode. I also have the links to uh, the Effectively Practice episode 33. And also look, it's, it's test week. I mean, if you're listening to this live, there's a national ACT in two days. So another great episode to listen to is episode 37. It's your test day checklist, what you must bring to the ACT. Um, So again, podcast.checkercargill.com forward slash 37. And, you know, get those rules fresh in your mind. I've been saying in the workshop the last few weeks, I've told the students, I said, hey, a great thing to do the week of the test would be to listen to episode 19. Master these five comma rules and raise your ACT score. That is a short episode. I think it was like 18 minutes. And so if you put it at one and a half speed on your player, you're going to knock that sucker out in what, 12, 13 minutes. And so I think if you would listen to that a couple times and listen to me teach the comma rules a few times the week of your ACT, 
that could really help you. There's a lot of common questions on an ACT. So that's a great way to help prep the week of the test. Again, that's podcast episode number 19. And I hope you will take a moment uh, to listen to a few of those and get those concepts fresh so we can get those scores increased. All right. Well, I hope any of you who are taking the test this week, man, I I hope you uh, just really do a great job on that. If you've been to my workshop, please get that workshop packet out. Have a friend, parent, teacher, somebody quiz you over that packet. Make sure you know the concepts. As I say in my workshop, if you see a dash on the ACT and you're able to look at that and say, does this mark an abrupt shift in sentence structure thought, you are dangerous. If you cannot say that, then I got to pray to God you become a great guesser. That prayer is probably not going to be answered, right? So again, practice, make sure you know the content. And if you do that, I cannot wait to see what happens with your scores. You can go to calendar.chadcarger.com again and see all of my classes. Now there's not a whole lot left. I mean, we're getting toward the end of the school year here. And once April, the April test takes place, then I will have a few classes that will sprinkle throughout. Um, But uh, make sure you get to a class. All the contacts are on there. You can click on it, see the contact. And a lot of the schools are now letting students from other schools come in like they have in the past. And I've even got a few virtual classes on there that you could join. So anyway, I hope you uh, will check that out. And again, my website, chadcarger.com, has a lot of resources there for you. And if you ever have questions, feel free to post them on the Chad Cargo Workshops Facebook page. I try to keep up with that regularly. Subscribe to this podcast. That way you're always notified each time a new episode comes out. And if you ever need to email questions, I'm chad at chadcargill.com. And my assistant, Penny, is penny at chadcargill.com. All right. Well, hey, good luck on that test Saturday if you're taking it. And man, just go kill it. All right. So I will be back with you again next week. Until then, I will talk to you again soon.